Welcome intrepid travellers. We are about to embark on our second journey into the city of gold and lead. Today I will be your host, Danny Ray, with my co-host John Isles. Hello. And Rebecca Ray. Hi. So hold on to your O2 canisters because tonight's journey is going to be a little bit murky. You are listening to Tripods Cast. Episode 2 The City of Gold and Lead. Welcome to Episode 2. So, a quick synopsis of the book The trio have been in the White Mountains for a year and have been training to infiltrate a tripod city by competing in a sports event known as the Games, along with another lad, a German boy named Fritz. Will and Fritz succeed at their events and are taken to the tripod city. Inside they meet the masters and the alien race that control the tripods. Uh, human males are slaves inside the cities whilst beautiful females are killed and preserved for the masters to admire. Will is able to get close to his master and find out their master plan, pun intended, that the tripods will be coming to take over the earth and replace earth's atmosphere with the master's toxic air. Will escapes via the river outlet and is saved by Beanpole who had been camping out near the city. Fritz told Will to wait three days and if he wasn't out then he was likely dead. The boys wait a further nine days before coming to the conclusion that Fritz has died inside the city then return to the White Mountains. And this is the book that got me hooked to the trilogy. <laughs> That you read for the first time that, this year. That I read for the first time this year. Because of our book club. Because of book club. It was great. I loved it. It was it, it was the world, the world building that got me. Just Definitely. imagining that city mm. and how heavy and oppressive it must have been, both physically and mentally. I was just, yeah, what got me hooked. It's quite a concept, isn't it? The heavier gravity. Yeah. It's completely alien environment with the air as well, being green, misty, and, and they have to wear... Oxygen filters and, and uh, helmets yeah. when they're out there. So, because I love the book so much, it's my favourite, I would love to hear your opinions on the books. So, originally, uh, it wasn't supposed to be a trilogy. Oh, really? Uh, so, Sam was asked to write a young adult boy's own adventure science fiction story, which he wrote to be self-contained, The White Mountains. Mm. But then, because it was successful, his publishers asked him to write a sequel, and he decided to make two books to make it into a, a bigger story and end, you know, the domination of the tripods over mankind. So he wrote the White Mountains that was published sixty seven, and the other two books were published in sixty eight. Uh, I'm not sure how far apart, uh, but they they were success as well, and and obviously were skipping quite ahead. But obviously, TV film options were sold in the 1970s, Richard Bates, who eventually produced the TV series. But winding back a little, um, I first read the books from watching the television series, but it wasn't until the repeats of the 90s, because I was only 10 when it was on, orig originally on television. 
and I wanted to know how the story ended, so I bought the trilogy of books and uh, and read them. And yes, I think the second book probably is the best because of the world world building. We've got great world building in the White Mountains by showing how our man is living, but then we get a truly alien environment and alien customs like the the, the sports they do, or the the gas bubbles that they take, or the baths. You know, we we learn quite a lot about the. The masters. We don't even find what the race is called or what planet we come from, but still, there's a lot in there. How about you? It's a good book, The City Golden Lead, and I think there's because you've got all the stuff with the stuff in the city and world building there and finding out about the masters at last, and Will being exp- and Fritz being exposed to all this really strange stuff to them um, and technology. But you've also got the first part of the book, which is about Julius and the three men making the plans, making it clear what what they're going to do, that they're going to tr- why they've been training, that they're going to go to the games. They've even had to learn foreign languages like German and become fluent in that and practice, you know, sports. And then actually they're having to travel all the way to the games. So they're travelling from, what, Switzerland to Germany? Yeah. And- Is it ever explicitly said that it's definitely Switzerland well, it's- in the first novel? It's just the White Mountain. It's just the White Mountain. Yeah. Well, it's, just, it's, it's our information. It's, it's as, as readers that give Put it in that. Switzerland, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So could it be France? I'm not that good at geography. I, I'm not sure. Because the Alps do they, cover both Because they countries. go through France. Mm, and, yeah. and then Yeah, and then and they continue going on, don't they? they? There's never an explicit mention in the original trilogy. No. Because it, it's in it, when the it's tripods came. It's in the tripods came, came. it mentions yeah. definitely Switzerland, but until this point, we're not sure if it's definitely. Okay, so they're travelling from the Alps up to Germany. So they, we've got all that the adventures yeah. on the way there, mm-hmm. and then what's happening at the games and them trying to win the games. And finally, they're taken, and it, you've seen it all from Will's perspective all the emotions and experience he goes through when he's grabbed by the tripod and he's got to try his, his best not to react like a capped person would to being grabbed by a great big mechanical hand and mm-hmm. shoved inside. He's he's trying to keep as non-responsive as possible. Yeah, as yeah. calm as he can be. Yeah, even though his instinct is to start wriggling and flinching and stuff. Mm. And then they chuck him inside and he's yeah stuck with all these capped people and having to try and blend in with them. Yeah. And from there it's just this continuous... I guess it's kind of like Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone in the whole Will's reacting to everything. Yeah, it's very much Will reacting to everything. Not thinking things through either. Mm. That's what Harry Potter does in, in, in the book. In the first yeah. book, it's very yeah, reactive, isn't it? Because I remember people complaining about the first film. Yes. Harry Potter film saying, oh, it's, it's just him reacting to things. Oh, wow. But I suppose that makes sense for the age yeah. group that yeah. they're portraying. But then you've got Fritz, who's very methodical. He's thought it through. He's planned everything. Yeah. He mm. he knows the mission plan. He's like, I know I've got to get in there and I know what I've got to do. Is that a cliche of German efficiency? I feel <laughs> like it is, but I love it for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're alone being the only Fritz fan. Yeah, I, I love Fritz. Uh, I, I didn't think I would because I was like, who who is this, who is this person they're trying to replace my my beloved Henry? And then and then it was like, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird because my copy of the book has the um, cast on the front. It's the eighties tie-in cover, and Fritz isn't on the cover. It's got Henry on it. But Henry's hardly in the book. I don't know. <laughs> it should be Fritz. You, you need to scan it and and Photoshop. 
Um, oh, Robin Hayter was Fritz <laughs> over Jim Baker. Sorry, Jim Baker. <laughs> no, I like Fritz because he is very active and doing constructive things in the story. He's planning and making, he's, he's, he's observing things, he's making plans and working out things of what to do and yeah. being practical, getting samples of things like the Master's Air yeah. and other liquids and things. Yeah. To give to Will to take back. It, it, it's like he's he's one of the ones who... It, well, it, I suppose it might make sense because we don't know how long Fritz has been at the White Mountains. You no. know, he's likely have been there longer than the, the other boys and therefore might have got into the mentality of this is what we need to do. We need to become free men. And mm. we've, he, he might have had that time to adjust. And train for, for the mission. Which why he seems more on task. Yes. So he's probably been there longer than, yeah, Will and the others. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Is he the same age as I'm? Is he 14, 15? I think he's meant to be, isn't he? Or is he a year older? Is he meant to be a bit older? I can't remember. Because they're all going to be the same age to be taken to the games, yes, haven't they? they ca- yeah. They can't be too old. They want them around the same age, obviously post-capping, but young and strong to, to survive the, the city's harsh environment. I've got a, I've got a number of 17 in my head, and I feel like it's just a rogue number that's in my head at this minute. <laughs> but... I feel like that's got something to play with it, but it might be something I've made up as well because that is a total possibility with my brain. We can go with that. Yeah, we'll go for that. <laughs> and when they're training for the games, I felt a bit sorry for Beanpole because Julius is like, well, of course the captain don't wear glasses, so you're going to have to just like have blurry vision for the next year or so. Yeah. So again, you. I feel like Beanpole was, was, again, very unlike Will in the sense of he just kind of went, all right, okay. I understand I understand what needs to be done, what I need to mm. do for the, for the greater good of yeah. the, the whole of mankind. I feel like yeah. Will is very much like a blinkered horse. He's very narrow-minded he in, in, it's always about him. Mm. That, that's like Harry Potter. It is in, in, in at least the fifth book. Well, it's a it yeah, is, isn't it? in the fifth book, and it is. It's very much that that teenage thing, isn't it? It's you're going through your emotions. You are trying to learn who you are, mm. and mm. he hasn't had that time. Because remember, Bean Paul's a tiny bit older than he is. Them. About a yeah. year older, isn't it? He, he he skipped his capping for uh, he, he was ill. Or he something, was ill. Wasn't he he yeah. made sure he was ill and stuff. So I think that's he's probably right. had longer to think about what he'd like to do realistically. He's also got that scientific brain, so he's probably already thought it through more mm. we don't actually know I keep just going back to the first book you never know what anybody's thinking other than Will yeah. so you never know what you know Henry or Bean Paul are thinking on their walking mm. and journey yeah. to the White Mountains and we also yeah. have no perspective of what Henry and Bean Paul had whilst they were at the Chateau that's and another uh, I want to say trope I don't know if that's the right word because I'm not saying it's a negative thing but the Harry Potter novels again all books are from Harry's perspective, apart from, mm. say, like the prologues in some of them. But all Harry's, but obviously for the films, the adaptations always change it so that the other characters do have their own viewpoint scenes. Mm. And and this is very much in the same same way, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, because you'll have Will when they're on the walks and stuff, feeling like, oh, I'm not keeping up as well with the boys because I've got out of condition or what was me. And, mm. and then in this case, you know, internal feeling like rubbish in the city because of the excessive gravity, the excessive heat and just struggling with that and the work levels. And it just becomes day in the life of Will as a servant, basically, as a slave. It, it does. And he feels so sorry for himself that, you know, he's got to work as this, 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 uh, this slave type yeah. thing. And realizing, not realizing, he's got it pretty damn cushioned. <laughs> yes, because uh, as it when he finally run, run, runs back into Fritz again, it's like Fritz is being 
abused by beaten, his, beaten yeah, by beaten. his master, yeah. whipped and stuff, sent off to do awful things, errands that take forever because of a heavy gravity. Yeah, whereas like Will's master's fairly curious and not like a master, well, and more mm. human, like I suppose in that humanity of of sympathising and and. Mm. Trying to empathise Well, you remember on your first day in the book when they were all picked and stuff, all the other masters forced their slaves to start driving, start working right then and there, whereas Will's master was like, oh, you're still getting used to the gravity. You just watch me, boy, how you operate the car thing. Yeah, and it was getting you comfortable. and Yeah, whereas the others were like, right, do it now, get on with it. Yeah. Yeah, but there's, um, there's a part in the book where Will and his master are talking and... Uh, He's interested because he's read human fiction and and he knows that they're lies, but they're stories about what feel like a realistic setting. Yeah. And and they don't have lies or fiction where they come from. And he said it's interesting that people form uh, connections between friends, you know, become friends. Because doesn't he ask, are we friends or something? Um, I just want to read a, a bit here. It says, when they're talking about the fiction, he said, I was contemplating this, the master spoke a dog, that is a small animal that lives with men. Some do master, some are wild. It has been stated in one of the books that I saw his only friend was a dog. Can this be true or is it one of the lies? It can be true, master. Yes, he said, that is what I have thought. Uh, His tentacles described a small movement in the air which I had come to recognise as expressing satisfaction. Then one of them wrapped itself, but not roughly, round my waist. Boy, said the master, you will be my friend. I was almost too astonished to think I had got it wrong. I saw... I was not a kitten after all in the master's eyes. I was his puppy. So he's a pet. Someone, a pet. someone to talk to. Yes. a pet. He, he does treat him a lot nicer than the other masters, as you say. Mm. That's it. And, and that's how that's Will's downfall as well, because the master's wanting to spruce up his, his living quarters for him. Yeah. He wants to make it more comfortable for him. Do nice for him. Yeah. yeah. Which is all those kind of nice things that you do for a pet. Yeah. You, you buy your cat. Give him a new a basket. Nice, yeah, you, you buy your cat and your dog a nice pet bed. And then nine yeah. times out of ten, if you've got a cat, they don't use it. <laughs> no, no, they'd, they'd rather use the box it came in or the carrier bag. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, thank you for letting me waste my money. Yeah, the master not understanding fiction and lies and stuff. It reminds me of Elnor in uh, Star Trek Picard. Do you remember oh, in oh, yeah. Stardust City Rag when they're all dressing up to go in disguise undercover? undercover yeah. And he's like, this, you are not that though. You, this is lie. This is pretend. He just, he just found it really hard to get his head around. Yeah, sorry, Danny. It's an obligatory yeah. Star Trek reference. Oh, I know. <laughs> For those of you not aware, I don't watch Star Trek. Um, but every time we do book club or any meeting where we just meet up, have a chat, those two will always bring up Star Trek. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Which is ironic, but at least in my case, Doctor Who and Star Trek are kind of equal in in my affection. So I think we need to do a Doctor Who reference next time. Uh, what do you think, Rebecca? For the purposes of, of listening at home, Rebecca is shrugging. Yes. <laughs> Shrug. Well done. <laughs> but speaking of the Masters, we do learn from Will's Master about the invasion of Earth. We do. Which Will spends a lot of time speculating in the first book. And also the beginning of the book speaking to Julius, the leader of the Freemen. Why they're here, what's in the machines, are they the machines? Mm. You know, are there any living beings in them? Well, Will makes notes of these kind of things because yeah. they destroyed a tripod in the first book. Will 
With wait, the iron it, eggs. Wait, wait, was it... I think it's being Paul, isn't it? Wait, it's different in the book and the series. Which, Which Will, Will throws it Will, in. Will throws it in in the book. Yeah. Because yeah. they just know they just know they damaged it, but they didn't know anything about it. But then Will's mm. master in the second book saying, "Oh yeah, this tripod got damaged by some uh, some boys or pe- people we don't know who, but they um, managed to kill it. what was it three masters? Inside. Yeah, I think that was it. The three masters uh, inside. Yeah, and Will thought, right, I'll take that notes back to the uh, Freemen so they know how many masters a tripod can carry." Yeah, because beforehand they didn't even know if there was anything inside the tripod. No. They thought, if it was yeah, because they didn't know if the tripod itself was, was just the alien, a, a living creature, yeah, yeah. Or a rogue AI yeah, or something. Um, there's a bit from the book here. It says uh, about ages. He says there are some masters who think now that it should be done earlier than fourteen in the book because some humans in that year or two before they're capped become rebellious and act against the masters. This was known but not thought important because the cap makes them good again. But it was boys like these who found old weapons that still had power and used them in such a way that four of the masters were killed. Four. And that refers to the, the event of the world chucking a grenade. And then he talks about the great plan as well. Our, our atmosphere and gravity are anathema for them. Yeah. And the, the city environment. And the, and the ones that we see on the world, they're just like the scouting mm. party. They were like the ones to find. Or settle Earth. Yeah. You know, prepare it. Terraform. They're planning terraforming yeah. by making the whole Earth's environment their poisonous atmosphere. They couldn't change the gravity. Of, I believe it's just the atmosphere. It's just the atmosphere, wasn't it? Yeah. And then they're gonna. Well, they're gonna preserve the best examples of of what's left of Earth life. Or at least the females. But well, that's true. Beauty, because they no, take he, an- he said flowers a- as well. Because animals, animals yeah. and plants, yeah. animals. But the wonder is, would they ever do it with the men? Because they've always used the men as slaves, haven't the they? Me- the men are ugly, yeah, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> the, 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 the masters are clearly hetero, <laughs> despite having no gender of their own. Yeah, that we just, know of. They're just biased that they they <laughs> like the pretty women. <laughs> Because they're all in the, the mm. glass cases, very yeah. Snow White-esque. Um, and I know... Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, that image of Snow White in the glass. Yeah, uh, and, I, and like I said, I know it's meant to be like butterfly, like the, the Victorian butterflies in yeah. a case kind of thing, but I still cannot get out of my head the image of just a lot of Barbie dolls in their plastic boxes. <gasps> Oh, yeah. yeah, because like, El- Eloise is is one of them. Yeah, she's taken to a city, and they're all put into like work, different but... coloured hairs as well. One, it was like, oh, here are the oh, redheads, yeah. which they were like, we know you're uh, you're rare and you really yeah, like yeah. redheads type thing. And it was like, and then here's the brunettes, here's yeah. the blondes, like Wayland Smith's Bar- uh, Malibu Stacy collection. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very much like that. These perfect mm. women. I also think it's got a bit of a Victorian museum vibe to it because the. Ma- mm. Where the masters are just collecting examples of everything and just, you know, sterilizing it, killing it, and then, I guess, formal, what's the word? Formaldehyde. Formaldehyde, yeah. yeah. Taxidermy. Taxidermy uh, and yeah. stuff like that. Or possibly not. Because that's but... what Victorians did, and they took things out of context and just put them in a collection, and it's not even there to educate, it's just here's a load of stuff. And in comparison to modern museums, where they do try and have some kind of coherency and narrative and teach you stuff, whereas Victorian ones, it was just. Here's something cool. Here's a load of stuff we found. Yeah. That's like uh, the Tulsa Museum in Huddersfield, yes. where we all grew up. Or the yeah. City we, Museum. We, we, we'd visit that as, as kids, 
and, 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 and they had the taxidermy rooms. They had yeah, the taxidermy they? rooms, but then there's like that one, there's that one taxidermy animal downstairs on in its a own. random room. Well, it's random it's room. It's with a coffee machine. It's just random. It wasn't and, when and, I went. And, and, I'm a bit older than you two. And, but, and you walk yeah. in, and it's this bar, and you go, oh, "That's really cool." Then you go around the other side, and half the bar's been taxidermied, and it's like half bar and half just the skeleton of the bar. And yeah. you're there, like going, "Okay, that's cool. Why are you in here? <laughs> yeah. Why were you made?" Everyone always talks about that bar. If you mention Tulsa Museum, people are like, oh yeah, you've seen the bar. Yeah, that's it. It's just known for that. It's just, just randomly with a rag rug, some paintings of the Tolson family and a coffee machine. It's like, yeah, and a little, what's this got to do with it? And a little bit of information about the Tolson family donating the, the, the museum, the, the grounds, the grounds and the, the, oh, the, house, the house was to, those, to yeah. the people of Huddersfield. And it's just like, and here's a bar. And it's great. And it's like, and here's a bar. What? <laughs> <laughs> Have a coffee. <laughs> really bizarre but the uh, the preservation thing reminds me i don't know if either of you have, have read or seen childhood's end by arthur c Clarke. i a, would say no okay it was a novel published in the 50s uh sci-fi channel did an adaptation as a miniseries a few years back and the the basic story is benevolent aliens come to earth and say hey look mankind uh we want to make contact hello we are friendly but you can't look at us because uh, you can't, basically. <laughs> so, so, so we're going to use this this guy to be our ambassador to Earth. We'll, we'll talk to him, and he'll just relay everything to you. And uh, without spoiling the, the plot of a oh how, how old now seventy year old novel, uh, basically the children are going to evolve into this higher consciousness, a gestalt entity. And what's going to happen is the Earth is going to be destroyed. So what they do, we take we take the animals and the plants. Just like the tripods, the masters do, and take them away to keep on their own planet as an okay. example of life on Earth. Meanwhile, all the adults, when the Earth eventually is destroyed, however many years, 50, 100, can't remember, years later, then they've preserved that life, and, 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 and the, all the adults, humanity's gone, which Sam may inadvertently have, have, have uh, emulated. Possibly. Or, or if not, it doesn't matter. It's a good, uh, it's a good tradition. Ooh. Might have even occurred some just going around the museum. I don't know. Yeah. So going back to the invasion, we saw obviously mankind was dangerous. We had nuclear weapons. We know that the invasion happened sometime in the late twentieth century. So Do we though? It's not said in the books. Well, he, he mentions nukes. Uh, I'll, I'll have a look. Hang on. He says. Uh, that doesn't tell you uh, when, though. We don't even know how long the tripods have been well, on Earth so, in the books. So they they observed. All the planets in the solar system found that Earth was the closest yeah. to suit their needs. That doesn't... You're not... Uh, you can't on. use that as your hang example on, for what year it is because we have television now, so it could be now. So it says, by the time that mankind worked out what the masters were up to using mind control, they were scattered and ineffective opposition to face. One of the first things the captain had done was to take control of the mighty weapons of the ancients so it was possible for the parent ship to come down to Earth and the first occupation base to be set up. Uh, that was not quite the end my master told me. Some resistance continued. There were great ships on the sea and ships that travelled under the sea, and some of these remained free for a time and had weapons with which they could strike from half a world away. That's ICBMs. Mm. That's nuclear powers. Polaris, yeah, what it was on a submarine. But, but it still doesn't state it could, that it's it then. No. Because 
we're going by he's saying it could be you're going by oh it's you know the 90s oh well like 21st maybe maybe. but you know Mm. you know we don't know because it's never explicitly said it could be that you know it's 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 1999 when this happens you know what i mean we're doing the technology is still there and it's but we've got nucleus nuclear missile carrying submarines which we still have now yeah. yes so yeah. it's quite a big gap a, a big time frame oh, that's true margin. so sometime after the 60s when the could book be was any published. time after the 60s ignoring when the tripods came because this didn't exist when of course. he wrote the trilogy but even with when the tripods came there's only one little extra bit technology wise that he adds in realistically which is the TV. And video. And vid- yeah, video. It's clearly set in the 80s when it was published. Which is when the tripods came. But yeah. ignoring that. But ignoring, I, I know, ignoring that, that yeah. you never have a clear identity for when it is. And still, even with the, when mm. the tripods came, that still doesn't necessarily mean it's definitely the 80s. It could be. It could be the nineties. You know, there are no mobiles. Yeah, but but it obviously, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. Cause mobiles weren't really popular till about 2000. That's true. It's still... Sammy out in his head, it still could have been 2022 when this happened. Nukes haven't gone away. Do you know what I mean? And he's decided, you know, it's his guess on what Mm. technology has changed, you know, progressed to. And we don't know how long the tripods have been on Earth for. We don't know how long that's, how much time has passed. It just, it makes it sound like centuries or. Yeah, and we're never never clear, however, how many generations. It's beyond. It's beyond living memory. Yeah. Mm. Uh, or if there is any living memory, it was suppressed by the capped by, yeah, by the cap, and so it wasn't passed on. Mm. And the teaching in the schools, like Will and Henry, didn't learn properly about other countries. Didn't learn about maps. Mm. They were all meant to be kept in their little place, in their little country, in their little town, in the village. And the only people that really explored were the tradesmen, and the sailors, mm-hmm. who who would have probably gone over to America or whatever. But again, they wouldn't have been interested in saying, "Oh, I wonder what life is." Like in America, or learning other languages, going to the Africans or whatever it. to and trade. Like, you know. like talking back to the first book, yeah, there's that electricity, you know, unit that's overgrown. Yeah. But how mm. it doesn't take that long for things to be overgrown. No. Do you know what I mean? You, you could something can overgrown in a couple of years, mm. and you're still not aware of how long it's been. So you don't know if it's just one generation, two generations, three yeah. generations. Yeah. Mm, whereas, it's not clear. whereas the TV version put a, a, a cap on it. <laughs> If you excuse the pun, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll keep the pun. It, it, you know, it's set in twenty eighty nine. Massive caption on screen, which is only what roughly a hundred years after the television series. Anyway, I'm not a mathematician. I don't work in finance for no reason. <laughs> so just to go back to speaking of the the Masters Barbie doll collection, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lack of female characters in this. It really yeah. frustrates me. You, you've got Eloise in a, in a glass coffin. What more do you want? Fair enough, the first book. It's three lads. They're walking together. Yeah. There's a bit of Eloise. Yeah. Boys wouldn't read about girls. That that was a, the argument of the time, wasn't it? But by the book by book two, you've got at the very beginning, they're in the White Mountains. Where are all the free women? Exactly, they're called free men, aren't they? Yeah, and how do free men continue? They're not just going to get men and just be men. They've got to somehow make families and keep generations going. Isn't there something in the White Mountains about Ozymandias only recruits boys because yes. gir- because girls aren't physically up to the task. Of, yes. Of well, across he, Europe. Ozymandias recruits boys because they're willful and rebellious, and girls yeah. just don't want to bother yeah. escaping and stuff like that. And like you were saying before, it really bothers me that there's this, and it's still prevailing now. This idea that boys will not read or watch something 
that's got female characters, but girls will watch them with male characters. That's such a stupid assumption. And it's rubbish anyway. I mean, it's when I was a kid... It is self-perpetuating. When I was a kid, I used to get Bunte comics, and a lot of the boys in my life would sneak a read of it. They're always trying to read it. Yeah, yeah. I know a certain person who always came over to read that. Oh, and always came over for your, what was it, your, your, your Vicky, Vicky ma- magazines. Yes. And he wanted to dress her up every time you got the new outfit as well. <laughs> yeah, boys in my life like to sneak a read of Bunty. And I've heard other boys, you know, talking yeah. to other girls over there saying, yeah, their brothers and cousins did the same. Uh, and I'm sure boys will have read Misty, the, the yeah, Misty. actual horror comic, and which was... Jinty, the sci-fi yeah. one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I just. I just feel like it's a bit lacking. It's progressive times as well. It's progressive times, and I know it is semi-addressed in when the tripods came. Yeah, it's still not an adequate representation. There are going to be women, girls who didn't want to be capped, who also mm. wanted to be like, Do you know what? I don't want this. I don't want this. This at all. I want. I want yeah. my free speech. My my freedom to make my own decisions. Mm. Exactly. And they would have. You know, pursued that. Yeah, but there's a there's a spin-off novel out there, obviously, with, mm. with some some girls making their way to the White Mountains. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> who knows? I think it's fair because yeah, because we've got characters like Will who don't want to be captain, have to just become a farmer or plowman or whatever for the rest of their lives, and there'll be girls who don't want to, you know, have to be captain just to have a family. Yeah, to be a baby yeah. maker, to yeah. be a wife, and nothing more. Yeah, because the uh, Will thinks about. Another girl in the village who who was a, an artist, a painter, and when she got capped, she just stopped painting. That's she, it. She That's lost it, her, yeah. her drive to be creative. Yeah, because the the masses don't want people to be creative because creative mind means you're more to be I'm rebellious. Gonna, I'm going to wonder what's in the tripods. I know. I'll see see if I can bring one down. That's it. You know. Yeah. So it just it's just a bit lacking, and that is one criticism I will have of the the books mm. as as mm. a. A piece, yeah, yeah. The lack of, the lack of women. Yeah, we're going to run out of free men, aren't they? If, 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 yeah. if, if they stop recruiting yeah, and they don't have any, if they just, have, children if they, if they just recruit boys all the time. So speaking of the lack of female characters, it's um, you know it's how the um, in the books specifically the slaves only wear sh- they only seem to wear shorts because it's so hot, hot yeah. so in, hot, in, in, yeah. In the, yeah. So if the Girls, because they don't make the girls into slaves. So if the girls were slaves, what would they have been wearing? They, they wore like a one-piece vest top or yeah. swimsuit. Wouldn't it? I don't mean mm. they go around topless, but mm. then it's only pictures. Obviously, questionable for the TV adaptation, but yeah. but they, they they wore the same as as a men. It, it was like a sort of vest top running kind of outfit, wasn't it? I don't know. It's it's one of those things, and I know you say like, what would they have worn? But it's that thing going back to the girls, the, the girls aren't physically strong enough. No. The, oh, because, that's it. Because yeah. you know, oh, you're a girl, therefore you you can't do anything. <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's the case. Mm. It, is it just writing of the times? Because obviously it's written in the 1960s. Yeah. Or is it just that thing of of what Sam it, Yow thought is audience base was his publishers yeah un- un- undoubtedly that's you know. it let's blame the publishers not not sam yes we'll blame the publishers <laughs> one thing i liked in the book in terms of world building was all this stuff about the heavy gravity the oppressive atmosphere the city the heat mm. and i thought in comparison to because they wouldn't be able to do it in the tv series effectively that the gravity no. i mean they could do the heat but i was just thinking well, they could do a hunching over couldn't they because they could have the bodies crumpling a little bit as you're yeah. walking 
But the what I think's really good is it's a very specific tension that you will only really get in the books, and you, I don't think you recreate it quite as well in the TV series. Is you've got this really slow crawling escape by Will and Fritz. They crawl the way out of there, and everything's racing against time. The mas- As soon as the masters find out that something's gone wrong, you know, mm. they're in trouble, but, but they can barely walk, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so it's, it's quite a, tense. It's a, it's, a, it's a tense thing, it's a slow crawl away, but you know, visually, how... It, it, how, it looks stupid. Yeah. Like how, a comedy how, sketch or something. How, 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 in, how, how tense would that feel, watching somebody just do a slow <laughs> walk away? Exactly. It would make the TV series even slower than its reputation. It just looked like it's a comedy sketch, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's I it. I think it'd just be too much of a parody of itself. Whereas in the yeah. book, you really feel tension. Exactly. You just think... You can. Yeah, you're not you, seeing it in the same way, are you? And you, you're, you're feeling that, essentially that fear that, that Will's feeling, that mm. they're going to get caught. Yeah. That, and they can't run away. Yeah. No, they can't. The, 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 they're just so close to the end. Yeah. And yet, mm. yeah, so far we, away as yeah, well. Yeah, if a master starts coming for them, it's not like they could just jump over a rock wall or, and leg it or down a staircase or anything. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's my thoughts on the book. I don't think there's much more... I can personally add. I remember when we first discussed this book in book club, and you and Dan drew a picture of what she thought a master looks <laughs> oh, like. Oh yeah. yeah, and so we will be putting that on the Twitter and Instagram. The gram, I believe the kids call it. Potentially, potentially Reddit. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, we'll, we'll definitely post the bad picture drawing I did on my phone. <laughs> it's it it it's certainly of a, what a, a I imagined. Uh, the masters to to look like, and it's not quite the description of the book that appears in the television version either. So it isn't, but then so, so it's interesting to compare but, your interpretation. But with then theirs. it's weirdly like one of the comic versions, I believe. The, yes, it is the, the Boy com- Scouts of America yeah. adaptation. So yeah. whoever drew that, we have the same brain. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but yeah, so you will get to see a very bizarre. Bad drawing. I look forward to it, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, just going back to uh, Will's notes on the city and, yeah. and the activities. Because he was impact. getting the information from the master, wasn't he? And yes. he was storing that info to take back to the Freeman. But that was after uh, he'd spent time with Fritz and realised he'd done nothing. He, yeah, so, he'd done nothing. So yeah. he started Weeks. writing it down in, well, the only paper he had, I think, was the books that his master had given him, yeah. the human books that they had. Yeah, and he got caught. And I just didn't understand why Will didn't use some kind of code or because something. Because he never anticipated that his master would come into his quarters because for the master, and he say they never discussed it because they didn't, the free men had never spoken to anybody who'd been in the city. Mm. So they had no idea. You know, they were kind of on their own. You know, it's Fritz training or initiative that allowed him to, to manage. And I feel like Will is a bit more naive. Mm. I think yes. it's his naivety that causes him to go, oh, God, yeah, I realise that I'm not getting treated as bad as Fritz. And oh, yeah. Fritz has been doing all this stuff and I haven't done anything. God, yeah, this is the mission plan. Again, it's that thing of, is it is it just the amount of time that they both had in the area to get into the right mindset, mm. or is it just to show that the difference between the different kind of characters? Yeah, I think it can be a bit of that because Bean Pearls, even he was supposed to after failing to get into the city, he was supposed to return to the White Mountains, but he didn't. He stayed behind to investigate outside the Dome City and just glean what he could from. Yeah, walking around it outside and observing and, on, yeah, and observing the rivers and stuff flowing in and out, and he learned a lot that way. So that's perfectly in character because he, he analyzes. Is that inquisitive brain that wants yeah. to know how things were? Mm. So st- if Beanpole had got into the city, he probably would have been yeah, like Fritz. He'd, perfect. He'd have been 
finding out all kinds of things. That's it, it yeah. Yeah. Although it, maybe it'd have got him in trouble because he'd have got too curious. Possibly. I think probably far too curious. Yeah. You might have found it harder than Will to act. You know, Dumb. subservient. Yeah. And and without his glasses, he wouldn't have been able to have seen the books and things if he no. had got given, say, the same kind of master. Yeah. But yeah, he he saw that he could still be of use because he even though he failed at the games and wasn't chosen, he could still help. As Rebecca said, he followed and observed That's and it. camped he, outside he, the city for was it weeks? Months? It was quite. It was I think it was months. Yeah, it was the entire time. It was the entire time they were there. Yeah, was it? he pretty much was there waiting for them to come out. Yeah, because yeah, he worked out a possible escape route for them. Yeah. By observing uh, the rivers. Yeah, and then thought, right, I'll wait here to see if he, uh, they escape. Yeah. And, and that's that's how he that's how Will was saved, because Will would have not survived. No, wouldn't have. No. To, uh, to have been Paul being there. So we've got this information, and we're going to go back to the three men and say, look, we know what the masters are, we know why they're here, we know that they've got some dastardly plan for our planet. And we know that it's going to happen imminently. It's like four years away or something. Well, not even that, was it? I think it was like in the was next year or something. A year or two? Yeah, because he said it, that... I think it was two. It was something like that, because I know they said if they hadn't done it this time, if they hadn't got in this time... They wouldn't have had time. They wouldn't have they had, would had never, time no. to have done anything. You're right, no year to prepare no. or anything. So it must have been shortly after maybe the next year, so it might have been like 18 months type thing in, in our yes. time. But we'll find that out when we read the next book. We will. Now they were away long enough for the seasons to change. Yeah, because yeah, it was summer, wasn't it? When yeah, they... and it was like winter, winter when, it... yeah. when they finally decided we're going to go. We have to go before the snows come. Yeah, we have to go back because because yeah. that was because Fritz said wait three days, wasn't it? Yeah, and they mm. waited nine, and it was the snows were approaching, and they're like, we're going to have to go and yeah. make it. So does Fritz make it out of the city alive? Dun dun dun. Perfect. Thank you for listening to the Tripods cast. So that was our thoughts and feelings on the book. Goodbye, audience. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Tripods cast. If you'd like to contact or comment on the show, email us at tripodscast at gmail.com, Twitter at tripodscast, Facebook tripodscast, Instagram tripodscast, and ready, r slash tripodcast. Recording and post production by Kevin Hiley.